Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to You Do What, a show where we check out a variety of non-traditional jobs and find out how to start a career in those areas. And today we're with Betty Regina Leininger, a licensed American Kennel Club judge. So, Betty, why don't you tell us what attracted you to this industry? Well, many, many years ago, when I was a young girl, I inherited a German Shepherd dog mm-hmm. from a friend of a retiring Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman, in other words, an RCMP officer. Mm-hmm. He was retiring, and he had a beautiful German Shepherd dog, and he was looking for a home for the dog. Well, I was absolutely thrilled to get this dog, and uh, it was my house pet, and of course I was very proud of him, and I would take him for walks in my neighborhood, and as I was walking one day in in the uh, local square, a lady approached me and admired my dog and said something like, oh, what a beautiful German Shepherd dog. I said, yes, isn't he lovely, or isn't he handsome, or something, and she said, well, why don't you enter him in the dog show? I said, dog show? Is there really a dog show coming up? Oh, yes, she said, this must have been during the summer, because she said, it's coming up on Labor Day weekend. I said, well, why don't you send me the information and um, then I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Well, of course, in those days, so many years ago, there, there, were, there was no um, internet, no cell phones. We just had a postage stamp or, and or a phone call. <laughs> so um, she did send me the information. I entered the dog show and uh, it was so much fun. I thought, gee, what a neat hobby. So I showed my dog uh, some more several times after that. And then, unfortunately, I lost him in a terrible accident. So there I was without a dog. So, of course, I wanted to get another one. So I did some research and and was able to acquire another German Shepherd dog, a puppy this time. And and then I got another one. And I continued to go to dog shows. And um, eventually it became, well, basically my sole hobby. And then from there... I moved. I'm Canadian by birth, so I moved to a larger city where I could have more access to dog shows and and ended up meeting somebody who was already in the profession of showing and training dogs. And, well, we got married and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia eventually in a rather circuitous way from Toronto on, on down through the U.S. And I made a living for quite a number of years as a professional dog show handler. Now, most people, if you've watched the Westminster show, you will see that all these dogs are shown by people, by not necessarily the owner. Mm-hmm. So some of these people are considered professional dog show handlers. So that's what I did for a long time. And of course, when I retired from, from that profession, having uh, co-authored a book in the meantime, I used it as a textbook and went out and uh, did some uh, seminars around North America, teaching people how to show their own dogs. And then after I retired from being a professional handler, then I applied for a judge's license, and that was in 1983. So this will be my 31st year of judging. All right. So you mentioned that you applied to become a judge. Could you tell us about that process and, you know, what kind of education is really required to be a judge? Well, it has changed several times over the years. I'm not quite sure what the requirements are, the details of the requirements, but I know in order to become a judge, you have to be involved for uh, a minimum number of years, maybe as many as 10. Mm-hmm. And if you've been uh, a breeder of dogs, then you have to have bred so many litters, producing so many champions. And I think to be minimally qualified to judge, you have to at least have that as a background. Now, to become a professional handler, 
of course, that is something where you could apprentice, say, under a, an established professional handler, and you could be an assistant, and then you would come up through the ranks in that manner. You would learn by practicum and by assisting a professional handler. You so see, you, you would not become a judge without having a, a previous background, either as a breeder, owner, or as a professional handler. Mm-hmm. There are several ways to approach it, but in any case, the bottom line is it takes quite a long time, actually, and quite a lot of intense communication and studying and hands-on and written testing, and uh, it's quite, uh, it's quite, it's a little bit complicated, but quite comprehensive, but the practicum part of it uh, is there as well, but uh, you, to be minimally qualified, you have to have put in a number of years in almost every aspect of, of dog shows. Now, you mentioned that you started with German Shepherd dogs. Would you recommend I did. would you recommend like a particular breed for getting started if you have no previous experience in dog shows at all? Well, no, because everybody's situation and desires are different. I mean, if you live in an apartment, obviously you would not want to have large dogs. If you don't have a fenced-in backyard, you wouldn't want to have a dog that would require enough space to be able to run. If you prefer a small dog, then you could choose from a variety of, of breeds. Do you like long hair, short hair, medium? What kind of dog do you d- appeals to you? And then it depends on your lifestyle and depends on your living arrangements and so on and so forth. So there's, there are, we've got about 100 and almost 170, I think, different breeds today. So you, know, you can look at pictures of all of them and see what appeals to you. That's the first thing I would do. Is, you know, if you don't want to do a lot of grooming, then obviously you don't want a long-haired dog. If you want a little dog that will curl up in your lap, then that's not going to be a German Shepherd dog. <laughs> right. So it just depends on, it's a personal taste and what appeals to you. Okay. So after, um, you know, someone that's new to all of this were to pick a breed that they really like and go out and get a dog, yes. what's the next step? How do they kind of get involved in the dog show world? Can you, anyone just go okay. a- apply or? Well, what you would do is if your dog uh, was a re- was registered with an AK with the American Kennel Club, then uh, you would have a number and that number would identify your dog and the breed. And you would have to find out where the local shows are in your area. And what I would suggest is, is going to the dog show a couple of times and just absorb what's happening and just have a look around. And then if you decided to buy a dog, you would buy a purebred dog. You would have uh, documentation and then you would make a, an entry, complete an entry form for the, the dog show that you wanted to enter your dog in. Uh, you may want to get some help with that, but, you know, AKC uh, is always, you know, to, to help out with that. But I would say the best thing to do would be to go to a dog show and just, Look around and find some people to visit with, to talk to, and, and they, they would help you along. It's not very complicated to fill out an entry form and decide to just attend the dog show. Okay. And would you have any recommendations for those who are really new to this industry on getting involved and taking that path to becoming a judge? If it's a young person with a lot of energy and, and don't mind working hard, I would say find a position with an established professional handler and uh, maybe work for that handler either on a part-time basis or a full-time basis. And that would be the very, very best way to learn the business and to learn about dogs. And then, of course, you could. there are so many uh, programs, computer programs and books that you could read on how-to and so on and so forth. But I think the best thing to do is, in order to get hands-on would be to actually go to a dog show and just talk to people 
and look at the dogs. That would be the best way, I would think, to, to find somebody in your area, wherever you're living, that might allow you to come, the privilege of coming and helping out just to gain experience. Now, if you, once you gain some experience, of course, you'd be attractive to, say, somebody, if you're living, for example, in Wisconsin, and somebody in California is looking to hire an assistant, then uh, you would be able to apply with whatever knowledge and uh, experience you've already gained. And uh, that's how everybody gets started, really. You start at the very bottom and you work your way up. But you have, there's an awful lot of learning to be done. But if you're really serious about making dog shows a career in terms of being a professional handler, you almost have to start assisting an already established professional handler. It would be very, very difficult to skip that aspect of it. Okay. So that's how you learn. And could you walk us through a typical day of, you know, when you have a dog show, when you need to judge a dog show, could you just walk us through that day? When I have to judge a dog show? Yeah. Well, I get up very early <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I usually get up, get to the dog show. Usually dog shows start around eight o'clock in the morning. So I, I have to, the, the rule says you be, you will be at the dog show 30 minutes prior to, to the start of judging. So I'll get there around 7.30 start judging at eight. And uh, depending on how many dogs are assigned to me, which I al- you always know before you leave home, you'll get the paperwork, to, to, which will tell you how many dogs are entered in the breeds that are assigned to you that day. It can be a maximum of 175 dogs to judge in one day, or it can be something less, depending on the overall entry of that particular dog show. It, it varies from state to state and from town to town. And for example, at Westminster, there were close to 3,000 dogs entered. Well, I'm judging uh, next week up in Nashville, and um, I'm not sure what the entry is, but I'm sure it'll be right around 2,000 dogs or even even more. So it just it just depends. But I but the AKC rules say that you cannot be assigned more than 175 dogs per day. Now that's just class dogs, and then when you get to the finale. To the groups, which is how the how the, uh, the you eventually end up with seven dogs for best in show because there are seven groups. Mm-hmm. All dog, all purebred dogs fit into one of seven groups, starting with sporting dogs, the hound dogs, working dogs, terriers, toys, non-sporting, and herding. So at the end, you'll have seven dogs. But as a judge, I may judge 175 class dogs, and then I may have to do one of the groups later in the day. And or I might get to do best in show, but I'll know that beforehand. That's all. That that is all assigned beforehand. And next Thursday I'll be judging best in show in Nashville. I'll be there judging for four days. So over four days I'll probably do close to six hundred dogs. Wow. I will personally. That is a lot of dogs. And you know, with that amount of dogs, is there a lot of pressure on the judges? And how do you handle that pressure? Well, well, pressure in terms of you have to stay on time. I mean, you're, you're expected to judge at least 25 dogs per hour, and everything is, is uh, the schedule is printed prior to, so you are expected to stay on time. So there is that pressure, but, you know, if you, you go an extra five minutes, you, it's not a big deal. If things happen during the day, dog will have an accident in the ring that can slow you up while they call for the cleanup crew to come and clean it up, or Mm -hmm. there may be some minor delay through no fault of the judge. But nevertheless, the only pressure really is staying on time and being totally in control of your ring. You're responsible for everything that happens in your ring. So you have to have complete control, which means that you have to be very, very attentive for the entire time you're judging. And how often do you hear complaints from the handlers? Is that a common thing at all? 
Well, you hear complaints from time to time. Uh, sometimes they're constructive. You know, you get to, uh, there certainly handlers and, well, exhibitors in general are allowed to ask a judge a question, but never while he or she is judging, always afterwards. Typically, they respect your opinion, and really and truly, they show the dog to you that day. And, of course, it's my opinion today, based on the other competitors in the ring, I very seldom get criticism unless it's, you know, constructive. Sometimes people people come and they really are not very knowledgeable, and they just want to know whether their dog is show quality or whether they should, if there's something different that they should do and some different way they could present their dog to where they would have done better. Because after all, it is a team, the handler and the dog. It's a team, and dogs need to be trained before they come to the dog show, trained to do what they're supposed to do, stand when they're supposed to stand, and move when they're supposed to move. And So, you know, there's quite a lot of preparation that goes into getting a dog ready to show. But to answer your question, the pressure, no, I, I, I don't feel pressured judging any longer because I've done it for so long that I, I know my routine and my ring procedure, and I, I try to stay with that. So when you tell people that you're a licensed judge, what's their typical mm-hmm. reaction? Oh, you do what? What did you <laughs> say you do? Oh, well, tell me more. The thing is, now, not so much as in the past. In the past, when you would say, well, I judge dog shows, well, they would sort of sometimes look at you funny, like, well, you mean like in the circus? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that um, now that more dog shows are being televised, people are becoming, the public's becoming more educated, and now they understand it a little bit better. So now they're intrigued. Most people are dog lovers. Most people love animals. And then, of course, they're always anxious to tell you about their dog at home. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it, it can be a very interesting conversation. But I, I think that most, most of the time, people are glad to just to talk about dogs. They love to talk about dogs. So, yeah, that's the reaction I typically get, though, is, oh, how interesting. Mm-hmm. Or, gee, you know, how did you ever get involved in this? And, and then when I explain to them that, you know, it takes a long time to become eligible to judge, you know, they had no idea that so much is involved, especially when they see the dog shows on TV that most people, not, not, well, I shouldn't say most people, but a good a percentage of the people really don't know exactly how it works. And you almost have to come to the dog show and observe and uh, look at all the different breeds and watch the different breeds being shown because they're shown differently, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the expectations of some breeds are a little higher than others you know, in terms of how they show, etc. It is a dog show, but, you know, each breed is being judged based on the standard, the blueprint that we have for each breed. Each breed has a standard, okay, that's approved by the American Kennel Club and uh, the Parent Club. For example, you talk about German Shepherds. Well, there's a German Shepherd Club of America, and they get together with the American Kennel Club, and they decide whether the standard is still exactly what it needs to be, and then it's approved by American Kennel Club, and then all the dogs are judged, the German Shepherds would then be judged based on that standard. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit complicated to understand from, from a novice point of view, but if you went to a dog show and hung around there for a few days and asked some questions, I think you'd get a handle on it pretty fast. All right. Now, be honest, do you love doing this? Oh my goodness! You have you have to have a passion for this. How else could you stand the all the travel that's involved and, mm-hmm. and uh, the long days? And uh, yes, of course. Now, after thirty one years of judging, and with 
with the way air travel has changed over the years. It's a little more challenging, you know, but uh, it's very tiring. It's very um, taxing on your body because you're on your feet all day, and usually it's on a cement floor. You know, kennel clubs make it as comfortable as possible, but, you know, I've had to judge. I've judged in horse arenas where there's been a a dirt surface, Mm -hmm. you know. I've judged um, Madison Square Garden where there's been a beautiful, thick, carpet, lovely carpet. (laughs) (laughs) I've judged on AstroTurf. I've judged on pavement in a, you know, maybe a high school parking lot or something. I mean, there are all different venues for dog shows, but um, usually uh, you prepare, you know, you know the, the, uh, the situation before you go. So you dress accordingly and Make sure you have something comfortable on your feet. Make sure you have a hat if it's sunny outside. You know, you, you prepare. Okay. Yes, and you would have to love it because it's, it's tough. You would have to have a passion for it. All right. Yes, definitely. And I have to ask because our, a lot of our listeners are, you know, teenagers. They're just getting started in their careers. Mm-hmm. Is this something that is financially beneficial? I mean, is this something you can do as a full-time job or is it just kind of like a hobby? Well, the handling part of it could be done as a full-time job, yes. Mm-hmm. Not so much the judging, but the, the uh, getting into the, the business of becoming a professional handler. You would start, as I said, start at the very bottom, and you, you would have to do an awful lot of homework, and then you would have to do work for somebody as an apprentice. And uh, yes, there are people that are very well gainfully employed by showing dogs being, becoming a professional dog handler. It's a hard life. It's a tough life, but it's very rewarding, and it can pay very, very well. Okay. And if you had to do this all over again, would you choose this path? You know, I would. I've had some marvelous experiences. I mean, I've been almost, I've, I've judged on almost every continent other than Antarctica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't been there. I don't think they have been there. So I've seen, I've seen a good part of the world. And I've gotten to see dogs from other parts of the globe, and I've gotten to meet interesting people. And and since it crosses all socioeconomic lines, you uh, you come in contact with uh, celebrities, you know, pop stars, rock stars, CEOs of companies, down to the very uh, down to people of you know more modest means. It just crosses the waterfront socioeconomically, so it's very very interesting. And you know, you can make it a part time career or you could make it a full time career. But if you really want to make a, a viable living, I think you would have to uh, make it full time. Okay. And unfortunately, you're running out of time today. Is there anything else you'd want to share with our young minds or professionals looking to kind of get into this industry? The thing I would like to say to them, if they love dogs, if they feel like they would have the stamina to be able to put in 10, 12 hour days and do the grunt work in the beginning, I would encourage them. But if, they, if, they're, if they're not so intrigued by dogs, then it might be a bit tougher. But I, I would say that to, if they have a passion for animals and love animals and don't mind some hard work, then I think, it's, I think they should go for it. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That's it today on You Do What? Thank you for joining us and sharing your experience, Betty. We do appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. You have a good day, Katie. Thank you. And to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, just send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time. 